1: Hey, it's JD, and I just wanted to set up this episode for you a little bit before the credits roll. Uh, This week, in lieu of a regular episode, I am giving you the bonus episode that was previously only available to bonus feed members. Bonus feed members are the people podcast listeners like you that have contributed three bucks a month and as such, they get access to bonus content. Well, for the first episode, I thought I would release it to the general feed as well so that you get a sense that this bonus content stands on its own and is worth three bucks a month. Ostensibly, you already know the way I cover regular episodes so that's going to be how I cover the B-side songs, on bonus content, and uh, I've interviewed a few people. You've heard me do that, so you'll hear that on the bonus feed as well. So this is my call to action. For three bucks a month, you can you know you can basically buy me a cup of coffee, and I'll be really appreciative. And in return, I'll give you extra content. So if you can do that, go to meetingmalchemist.com, click on sponsor the podcast and make a reoccurring payment for three bucks a month. It's really easy and it's helpful to me. So that's my appeal. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to bang a drum too hard here. The only catch is that the system is set up as such that it doesn't tell me who has contributed. So once you contribute, drop me an email, jd at meeting or send me a, a tweet, you know, letting the world know that you've done it so that I can thank you personally, because it's three bucks, but I know what three bucks is and it's not something that everybody has every month. Um, especially to give away to some podcaster and, uh, Again, I don't want anyone to feel obligated they need to do this or have to do this, but it's a nice little bonus. So that's it. Let's go into the episode. This is Dan's pick, the very first bonus content available on the bonus feed and today available to everyone for now. Check you later. Let's listen to the content. Welcome to Meeting Malcolmus, a Pavement Podcast. Hey, it's JD, and this is a special bonus episode appearing in the bonus feed for those of you who have contributed the three bucks or whatever it was. Uh, I think it's three bucks a month and you get bonus content. And this is the first uh, piece of that bonus content. This idea came to me uh, basically uh, got a couple of emails and the emails were saying, Hey, I really am getting into pavement listening to the show, which to me is just super cool because my presumption was that the people listening were already pavement fans and um, they were trying to listen to, you know, just uh, be nostalgic and, and, Maybe if they hear a factoid or something like that or or whatever, you know. But uh, apparently there are people that listen that are using this as a, a tool to get into the band a bit and go through the discography with me. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, the email was essentially, um, you know, I'm wondering if there are other bands or other songs that you can recommend to me. And I thought, well, I can do that. But you know what? I have a friend that publishes a newsletter and the newsletter is really good. This guy curates music. He celebrates music in a way that uh, I just don't have time to do. I enjoy, you know, what I hear, but I don't a chance to listen to as much as i would like and dan does so i thought i would invite dan on the show to uh, periodically to recommend a band or a song uh in the vein of you know the theme of the show which is meeting malcolmist which is pavement and it might be you know a contemporary band that's got a vibe or a flavor it might be somebody who were contemporaries of pavement And it might be somebody who um, actually influenced pavement. It could be anything. Dan is sneaky that way. So there's that. In terms of housekeeping type items, if you are uh, one of the folks who is subscribing to the bonus feed, you know, a little piece of homework potentially, if you want, is to use the Twitter or Facebook group and let other people know what you're doing if you like the bonus content, that is. If not, then that's cool too. You can cancel at any time and no sweat. The podcast is gonna go on unfettered and uh, not impacted by this bonus content, which is just gonna go up (laughs) willy-nilly as I sort of um, put it together. So to recap, occasionally we'll do a, a pick with Dan. We're going to cover B-sides and other songs that we don't cover in the main podcast. And there may be uh, the occasional guest that appears in this feed as well. So there's that. What do you say we stop with the dilly-dallying and uh, I call up our friend Dan from Toronto and we uh, give him a chat. Let's do that right now.
2: Hello.
1: Dan from Toronto.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hello.
1: Hey, man. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. You?
1: I'm really, really quite well today. Thanks for asking. Awesome. I really appreciate you um, doing this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun.
2: I'm so excited.
1: Well, cool. Truly. Oh, cool. Yay. <laughs> well, um, why don't you start... By, well, start at the start, right? Um, yeah. What's your what's your deal with uh, the band Pavement?
2: Okay, so I've been thinking about this over my head a bunch the past couple of days. Um, just because I think I'm, I'm younger in terms of you know when I probably would have gotten into Pavement. But um, I have this interesting experience with Pavement where the 94 to 97 run of albums... I've never been extremely familiar with. I've listened to them and I really like them, but for me, it was always an entry point with slanted and enchanted. Um, and then I got really into terror twilight. Oh, wow. um, so I kind of have this thing where I really like crooked rain, crooked rain. I really like wowie zowie bright in the corners. I think they're really cool records, but I have way more experience with the bookends, um, in terms of listening experience. Uh, I, would have got slanted and enchanted when I was in high school. Um, I think, I think maybe probably 2002 when the reissues came out, it might, maybe it was around then, or maybe a couple years before that, but I got a used copy of slanted and enchanted. Um, and it was that thing, uh, where I think there was a really famous quote about velvet underground, Um, you know, like not everybody bought their album, but everybody that did started a band. And I feel like slanted and enchanted, I, I, I think somebody else has already made this comparison, um, and it stuck in my mind, but I feel like slanted and enchanted was that for, for a whole generation of people that were maybe right before me. And I was catching the tail end of hearing slanted and enchanted and thinking, oh, this is achievable. Like this is, you know, this rough kind of eccentric, but you know, addictive, rock and indie pop and you know it was this mix of all this stuff that i liked and it felt like something that i could imitate so it was very important for me when i first heard that record um and then i went to college and somehow ended up with Terra twilight uh and i listened to that like straight through college um so spit on a stranger being probably maybe one of my favorite pavement songs of all time
1: oh it's a great song yeah i love yeah. that record too that was my <laughs> entry. Po- that was my real entry point into the band as well
2: yeah yeah, and then, I, yeah, I like the other records a lot, but they've never been my, like, I'm going to reach for it when I go to listen to Pavement albums. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you so are... That's kind of. Sorry?
1: No, no, go <laughs> ahead.
2: I was just going to say, so that's kind of my introduction to Pavement. Obviously, they were very influential in my listening, you know, experience in terms of broadening my uh, musical horizons. I was never an indie rock guy in, in high school. I was always into punk rock and pop punk and kind of, you know, the, uh, the black sheep of the rock family and I I was getting made fun of for, you know, listening to certain pop punk bands or punk rock bands and always felt like a bit of an outsider when it came to indie rock. So slanted and enchanted was a big one for me in terms of being able to kind of enter the door of, you know, underground indie rock and independent, you know, music.
1: Well, it doesn't get much more indie rock than slanted. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are, um, I introduced you earlier on as my friend that really goes out of his way to listen to as much music as he possibly can. I feel like sometimes you probably give yourself, you know, anxiety, um, over your ability to, to listen to as much as you can. Um, I'm somebody who just, you know, I, I, I've, 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 I don't know. I've dealt with the fact that I just can't keep up, but you are somebody that curates playlists and you curate, um, bands, you know, like a specific playlist for bands. Mm-hmm. You're like always the first person I think of when <laughs> I'm thinking about a new band and I want to know where I should go with that band. Yeah. You know, like yeah. wh- <laughs> what would be the record to listen to? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dan will know. And yeah. <laughs> more recently you've, Um, you've started, uh, curating a newsletter that curates those, uh, recommendations and and Mm -hmm. ideas. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Sure. Yeah. So over the years, I've had a lot of attempts of trying to write about music or share music. Um, I've always felt like, uh, I wanted to put that positivity out there when you find a new band or when you're excited about a new album and you want to share it with people and talk about it I've I've spent a lot of my life trying to figure out like how can I do that online you know at, to various degrees of success I, I was a music reviewer and writer for a number of years in Toronto doing like live show coverage and stuff and um, album reviews for a website and and eventually kind of died off on it when I started to get really into, um, you know, film and podcasting about film. So it was, it's, it's always been kind of my first love was music, um, in terms of when I was younger. So what I decided to do eventually was just, you know, I, I was, I was sending a lot of tweets out about albums I liked and stuff. And I found like, you know, a lot of people were following me for music. So, I mean, for movies. And so it was a little bit like falling on deaf ears a little bit. So I thought I'm going to start a Twitter account called the discover tab, uh, which is what, what it is. It's at the discover tab. And I'm just going to, if I'm listening to an album, I'm going to share the album there. Or if I'm, you know, spending my Friday morning, making a big list of albums to listen to that came out today, I'm going to put them all out there. And that eventually turned into a a sporadic newsletter. I try not to send out a ton of newsletters. It's maybe once a week tops where I'll either post a, a mixtape that I've made or, Um, On Fridays, I'll post uh, a Spotify playlist of the the stuff that's new out that day that I'm listening to. And then I'll just try and, you know, signal boost record labels or signal boost bands that I think are cool and just try and get, you know, a couple more years on them.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a great idea. And it certainly doesn't uh, come across like spam or anything like that. Like like (laughs) you're saying, you're not you're not, you know, inundating people with, you know, a Mm -hmm. newsletter every day or opt out <laughs> letters to opt in yeah. and opt out like it's just it's like hey do you want to listen to some cool music <laughs> you know like it's, <laughs> it's pretty chill and uh highly recommended awesome yeah so i hope that this is something that we can do sort of reoccurring i would love to yeah i think this could be a lot of fun um totally what have you uh what have you brought today
2: Okay, so I spent a lot of time thinking about uh what to bring and you know me, I made like a huge playlist of like <laughs> way <laughs> way more than needed to off the top for the for question of like bringing one song, but I I really banged my head against the wall about this because you know, I wanted to say what are people that listen to a podcast about pavement going to be interested in and then I went down the alley of like You know, there's so many new bands that have that, you know, pavement influence. Or like, where can I take this in terms of diversity and maybe in introducing some, some more diverse uh, voices into this sort of world of indie rock? And where I ended up landing on was a first pick that I just kind of wanted to get out of the way in a way that um, is kind of a thing that's been on my chest for a long time, which is. I'm a huge fan of the band Archers of Loaf, and okay. they get they get compared to Pavement all the time. Um, I feel like there was a time where they were constantly in the same breath in the in the uh, '90s indie rock world, despite being quite different, in my opinion. But for me, when I think about like a '90s indie rock band that I'm going to reach for an album to listen to by, it's almost I almost always go to Archers of Lope first. They're one of my all-time favorite bands. I just want to get the word out about them a little bit. They're they're not necessarily underrated or unknown by any means, but I just love them so much.
1: <laughs> so what So I
2: brought uh sorry.
1: I was just going to say what's their uh, are, are they still a, a band at this point or are they doing reunion things or uh you know what was their era?
2: So unfortunately not. So they, uh, they were formed in around 1991. They broke up in around 1998. Um, the lead singer Eric Bachman went on to do a solo project called crooked fingers, which is really wonderful. And they did a, did they did play some reunion shows in 2011. I think there was a documentary about them. Um, they released a live album in 2015. Uh, but I think, uh, I think the where where they landed right now in in 2018, I believe, is that they're they're saying maybe we could write a record. But I think uh, Eric Bachman had just said like I don't have the songs right now. I'd have to write the songs. So oh, I don't okay. know if that's going to happen or not. But yeah, cool. Yeah, there was a lot of reissues of their uh, their albums. They put out four full lengths from 93 to 98 and they all have been reissued on merge records and they're really cool reissues and remasters. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so, so what uh, record and what uh, track did you bring?
2: Okay. So their most famous song is web in front off their first album, icky metal. And I thought if anybody knows the song by archers of loaf, it's, it's web in front. So I'm not going to do that. So I picked, The the song Harnessed in Slums off of their second album, VV, from 1995.
1: Harnessed in Slums. Yes. Well, let's give it a listen. Let's give it a listen, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it a little bit. Cool. This is Harnessed in Slums by Archers of Loaf on Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast. holy shit. (laughs) That's really good. That's really good. Um, tell us a little bit more about what we just heard, Dan.
2: Okay. So, you know, it it always is interesting to me that they get their name kind of tied up with pavement and vice versa, because in certain ways they are similar, but in a lot of ways they're very different. Um, excuse me. So there was a review of the remastered version of Vivi on Pitchfork where the writer was kind of saying, you know, when I was younger, you probably, uh, if you had known me when I was younger, I, I would be known as the guy who would always say Archers of Loaf are better than Pavement. Um, and there was this kind of feeling when I was even Ooh. younger. I know. <laughs> no, there was there a, a feeling, you know, even when I was younger, which is like a little bit later from that period where there was kind of a feeling of, you know, who's like archers of loaf versus pavement, which is interesting to me. Um, And I believe there was even a reference to that in the crooked rain, crooked rain reissue in the liner notes. There's like a joke that there's, they're going to put out a book called better than archers of loaf pavement for dummies. (laughs) So like, it was a thing, you know, that they knew about. um, But you know they're very different in certain ways, and I pulled this quote from uh, the music writer Robert Chrisgo, who has been writing for you know about music since the '60s um, or '70s, one or the other. And he he was a big you know fan of this band, and he gave like a lot of their their albums you know A's or A pluses on his scale, and he said that like they share tuneful two guitar breaks that set off unkempt explosions before recombining in brief climaxes soon interrupted by more disarray, which I just thought was such an interesting way to put it.
1: Jesus. Um,
2: But he also said that they're, they're kind of described as a cross between super chunk and pavement um, in a way, which is like, I think pretty apt because they take the sort of, um, you know, nineties indie rock kind of, slacker vibe of pavement, but they're really tight and they're a lot faster, which is more like super chunk. Um,
1: Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I almost hear that song that we just heard in particular. And you'll have to tell me if the, if, if the other songs sort of follow suit, of course they're not going to be, you know, exactly. Mm -hmm. But in a generality speaking, you know, really tight like bottom end, like rhythm section that, that song has a groove for sure. Um, Really bassy, really Mm -hmm. um, Tommy, and uh, it just has a great, you know, sort of um, wiggle your hips sort of yeah. vibe to it, you know, if you will.
2: Yeah, so their first album, Icky Metal, is a, a a very interesting balance of kind of poppy and really noisy. And I would say over the course of their career, they kind of um, perfected that balance. And then in their final album, they really leaned further into sort of um, being a quieter like the the kind of juxtaposition of quiet and loud more um their their final album white trash heroes in 98 is is much more of a like mature sounding album whereas their first three are just kind of figuring out that balance but i mean right from the start right from their start they're like they're amazing icky metal is like a masterpiece in my mind um but yeah they're definitely a lot more noisy than pavement. Pavement's a very loose kind of, uh, shambly jangly band in some regards. Yeah. They, they, they use noise a lot, but archers of loaf are very much more dissonant in certain ways. They, I would almost say they're, they're like a meeting point between the band, um, Palvo, which is a merge band. They're very like dissonant. And then yeah, like super chunk, which is a bit more punky poppy. um, but yeah, they're really interesting. There was another Robert Grisco uh, line where he was talking about them and Pavement, and he said he made the claim that Archers of Loaf are less precious than Pavement. And he said Pavement and Archers of Loaf are the densest of those bands and that the density defines them, which I thought was really interesting because they are very dense in different ways, I would say
1: hmm yeah that's uh well i don't have enough obviously i don't have enough experience with uh archers of love um which is a really interesting name by the way what what do we have a beat on that
2: um i don't know (laughs) yeah it's far (laughs) out of a fan of i am as i am
1: (laughs) no that's it's just a really far out name i I mean sometimes sometimes it's not worth doing the digging because it's just like well we thought that was funny you know or whatever yeah totally um so if anybody else out there has a beat on that, uh, JD at meeting um send us a line.
2: <laughs> there's there's there must be somewhere uh, a reason of why they named it that.
1: Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. Um, based on that song, would you say they would be a band that you would want to continue to look into?
1: Yeah. And where would I, where would I, where would I go next?
2: I think you would start right at the beginning with Icky Metal. They're not a band that in my, in my mind, that you should just jump in anywhere. Like, I mean, it's only four albums, but Icky metal starts with web in front, which is one of their most popular songs. And for good reason, I think it's one of the best songs written in the nineties, bar none. Um, And then the rest of the album is just a really great, noisy indie rock album. And then when you go through the records, you know, you go to VV next, which really starts um, experimenting more with like slower songs, more atmospheric moments, um, and then all the nation airport all the nation's airports, um, which is their third album, kind of oh, continues that. Yeah, continues that with like a really interesting um, kind of. The, there's a lot. There's like a song on there where they. It's just a song with uh, Eric Bachman and playing the piano called "Showing the Ocean," which is really great. And so it's definitely starting to show them mature a little bit. And then their final album, white trash heroes is just like a really, really great late nineties sort of uh, indie rock record with lots of different textures. It's really cool. So I, I don't think you can go wrong by starting at the beginning and just listening to those four records in a row.
3: <laughs>
1: so we've got some homework then.
2: Yeah. If you want to. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, I want to thank you for jumping on and, sharing this with us. And I really want to make clear that I would like to do this again. And uh, I hope we can, you know, set that up. That would be yeah. fucking dynamite. One, um, game. one more time about where people can find the discovery tab.
2: Yes. So go to Twitter. We are at the discover tab. And uh, if you go there, you'll see in the bio, it has my personal, twitter account at yckmd underscore but just go to the discover tab and then you can click on it instead of trying to remember that um <laughs> but yeah the discover tab on twitter and i periodically tweet out about my newsletter which is the discover com. but yeah again just go to the discover tab on twitter it's all there
1: awesome well thanks so much
2: thank you for having me
1: enjoy the rest of your day
2: you too. I'm going to listen to some
1: uh, archers of love.
2: <laughs> yeah, and let me know what you think. That's what I want to know most. <laughs> All
1: right, man. I'll awesome. I'll report back next time. That'll be part of these okay. calls, maybe.
2: Oh, I would love that.
1: Okay, we can cool. do that. We can make that happen.
2: <laughs> Sweet.
1: All right. All right. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Talk to you. Wasn't that great? That was great. Yeah, I think I think we've really got something here, and I think that. Uh, Dan's the kind of guy who's going to put in the work for you so that you get something that is really thoughtful and um, well thought out as well. And I think that could be a real wonderful thing for all of us um, to learn a little bit more, catch some new bands. I mean, did you hear him talking about various bands? Like he just knows stuff. He knows he's, he's a knower and he's a good person to have. Uh, when you have questions about things. So there's that. If you liked what you heard, go to meetingmalchemist.com, Click on the sponsor of the podcast and make a reoccurring payment. It's like three bucks a month and you'll get all sorts of uh, cool stuff like this. I mean, you're paying what, um, nothing (laughs) last I checked for the podcast. So, you know, throw three bucks my way and, uh, we'll get some bonus content in your feed. And uh, everybody will be happy, especially my accountant. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. Talk to you next time. Be good. Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast, is a weekly affair. You can find the show anywhere that you find podcasts, just like you did today. So be a dear and rate and review the show. If you want to connect, email me at, at com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check it out. I'm so social.